for a few moments. Speak to us, Lord, in the stillness while we wait on thee. Just hush our hearts to listen. Take away every distraction. Anything that would prevent your word just hitting our hearts this morning. And just draw as we play to yourself in Jesus' precious name. Amen. suffering from air fever this week and it just helps you to tickle it's here somewhere, Janet yeah it's a miracle, it's disappeared how about that <laughs> pardon <laughs> sounds like a pantomime doesn't it <laughs> this morning uh, and yeah thank you to Janet for dashing off but <laughs> it's just, just one of those things Thanks, Jen. <laughs> Ray spotted it. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much indeed. Our reading this morning is taken from uh, the book of Acts, chapter, chapter 4. And I'm going to read down from verses 1 to 14. <clears throat> and as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple... And the Sadducees came upon them. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about five thousand. And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked them, By what power, or by what name, have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people, and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marvelled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. I want to just draw attention to one verse which just sums up the whole chapter of that. 
And to me, I like things, if I get a book or anything like that, I just like to read the summary. Don't bother with the rest of it. Because in the summary, it tells me everything I need to know. And I don't have to bother reading page after page after page. And there's lovely summaries in God's Word. Here now you find these little gems. And here is basically a summary of everything that you need to know this morning. And it says there, salvation is found in none of, no one else, nor there is no other name under heaven given to mankind whereby we must be saved. You can see how relevant that song was, that living hope that the band brought to us a few moments Salvation in the name of Jesus. What a name. A name that one day every knee is going to bow, including you and me, as we come uh, before him. How important is the name of Jesus? Well, here, Peter and John, they knew. If you look in the previous chapter, uh, to which the one that we read is referring to the healing of a, of a lame man and that's what's referred to in chapter 4 as we go on and that's what all the controversy uh, was about here but they did it in the name of Jesus they didn't do it themselves they did it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that's how that lame man was healed in the name of Jesus this man was made strong. In the name of Jesus, this man was made whole. How wonderful. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How marvellous is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful is that name. Faith in Jesus in his name as the power to change lives. It changed the life of the impotent man, the lame man. He was made whole. And it has the power this morning to change your life and to my life. I'm glad it did change mine. And as many here this morning can testify to that name of Jesus, that it changed their life, that it was different. And if you're looking this morning... For something to change your life. What better than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? What better this morning to come to him in faith? What better this morning to surrender to him? What better this morning to say, yes Lord. I believe in your name. Moving ahead of ourselves a little bit there, but. There is power in the name of Jesus. We sing that in hymns sometimes. There's power, power, wonder-working power. Isn't there? In the blood of the Lamb. And we shared that this morning. There's power there. There's something different uh, that we come to know. But what do we associate with the name this morning? Well... We start to think about things, and you know, in our, our own world, we we think about different names and and what they mean to us. I believe Michael's got a saint in front of it, but I'm not quite sure about that. 
I only know that when I went to school, my mother didn't have to sew labels in my trousers because it was already there. <laughs> but names like Mars and Spencer's, what do you associate? It's quality, isn't it? Wonderful. Warburton's, what do you associate with that? Bread. Burton's, we used to say, well, we used to go there for our suits, didn't we, gents? You know, and... Uh, Tesco's, every little helps, doesn't it? We associate things with names. How about Johnson? The cleaners. <laughs> you thought I was going to be political this morning, didn't you? But there are names that come before us and we associate these things with them. But when we come to God's word and we read God's word and we sing about it in our song... The name of Jesus, we associate the greatest thing that's ever happened in this world, salvation. We attribute to Jesus what he's done for us. We've shared together what he's done for us. And how wonderful that is this morning. This wonderful gift of salvation. There is no other name, none whatsoever. Again, in that verse, we can pick out different words and, and, and stick to us. And, you know, it tells us there that, you know, this salvation that we're talking about this morning is absolutely necessary for you and for me. Peter says in verse 12 that we must, must be saved. I don't know how it is when you told that you must do something, whether you rebel or, or what you do. But, uh, you know, somebody, well, they're not telling me uh, what to do. But Peter's reminded this morning that there's another way that we must be saved. And Jesus, remember, when Nicodemus came to him uh, by night, he used that same word, didn't he, in that same context. You must be born again. You must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other way. There's no other name. And we must believe on him uh, uh, today. It's here and now, isn't it? Another phrase in that verse is under heaven. To me that means now. Here and now. It is absolutely necessary why? well we're not saved already the Bible tells us that all we like sheep have gone astray and in Romans we're reminded for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and one of my favourite chapters in the whole of the Bible is Luke 15 that just sums everything up it's called the lost chapter there's lost sheep and a lost coin and a lost son a lost life yeah, we must be saved. And it's here and now under heaven. Why must we be saved? Because we can't save ourselves. There's nothing you and I can do to gain that great reward because Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid the price. Not by works that any man should boast, says the scriptures. It's the greatest gift that God has ever given. You know, we can live a good moral life we can say, well, we've not done anybody any harm. 
Oh, we're very good. We recycle our rubbish every week. And it all goes in the correct bin. We can save the planet. All these things are commendable. But it won't save us. It won't save us at all. Because God has provided that salvation. For God so loved the world. You know the verse, don't you? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest gift to mankind. And it's necessary under heaven, as we say, here and now. We keep putting it off and think, well, you know, it doesn't matter. When I get to heaven and see the Lord, he'll let me in. Well, if that was the case, what's the point of the cross? What's the point of the bread and the wine? What's the point of the reminder? What's the point of Jesus suffering on the cross? What's the point of him doing it for you? If you're going to get a second chance, as you think, that doesn't matter. It is quite clear in Scripture that it's here and now in this life that we make that decision. There is no chance beyond the grave. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the opportunity for you and me to come before him. Do you know, there's a wonderful event took place in Horwich yesterday. I don't know how many of you realise that. But I was told that a certain thing was going to happen at a certain time in a certain place. So I thought, well, I'd better be there. I'd like to see that. And it was dependent on me being in the right place at the right time. And uh, what better place than our back garden? I didn't have to travel very far at all other than that, because fortunately we live on top of a hill. <clears throat> but I was sat there waiting at 3.56 precisely, with my camera. Well, I wanted a picture of this. And I sat waiting and waiting. <coughs> and I was looking in the wrong direction. Pam says, they're here! They're here, they're over there. And I got my camera and I got a picture. I actually got that picture. That's my photographic skills slid this morning. Did anybody else see them yesterday? You heard them. You heard them. Yeah. Well, it was dependent to get that picture that I was in the right place at the right time. And ready. And that's what the Lord wants you and me to do. To be in the right place. At the right time. Like here and now. This very moment. And if you've been sat under the sound of the gospel for years. And never made that decision. Then here's your opportunity. This morning just to simply bow your head. And ask the Lord Jesus into your heart and into your life. But the wonderful verse that we're looking at this morning and again we're told that this salvation is not found in 
any other. There's no other way. I like that hymn, it's a modern hymn, in Christ alone, my hope is found. And how true that is this morning, that our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our trust is in Jesus Christ. Because there's neither salvation in anything else. We can do all kinds of things, but Jesus is the only way. Salvation is in Christ alone. We can try just being good. We can try just coming to church. We can try keep ticking all the boxes. We can try our position. We, we can put our faith in our possessions, in our money. And some people put it in drink and some put it in drugs. And there's all kinds of things that people are distracted by putting their, their faith in. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man come up to the Father but by me. And that salvation in this summary is found only in Jesus Christ. And the wonderful thing is, it's given. It's free. You know, I can't stand being amazed how, how such a great salvation, being free, won't cost us anything, only our commitment to him, and people refuse it. You know, it's like if you go, you know, out somewhere in the streets and there's people handing leaflets. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> people do that with salvation, don't they? This free gift of God to you and to me. Yeah, it's absolutely free. You know, I was told at work, when I used to work a long time ago, uh, that there's no such thing as a free lunch. And you think about it, there isn't. Somebody wants something from you. Or come and have lunch with him. Oh, well, we're here. <laughs> no such thing. But salvation is free to you and me. But there was a cost. And we thought about that cost this morning. We thought about that sacrifice in our third hymn, didn't we? That sacrifice on the cross of Jesus. It cost. It cost a debt that you and I can't pay. But it was given in good faith to you and me. Ephesians remind us that salvation is the gift of God. There are no barriers whatsoever to you and I taking up of that free gift. A few months ago, <coughs> we gave some people that we know a gift. Oh, way back in COVID. And then it was returned to us. said, well, you might be able to use it better than us because we've not had the opportunity. How do you think we felt? How do you think God feels when people refuse the greatest gift of all? All what he's done, all what he's laid before us, and yet people are walking by. I like that other hymn of Wesley's, Pass me not, O gentle Saviour. Hear my humble cry, while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Is that your cry this morning? 
Are you coming uh, to him? How do we receive this salvation? First of all, we believe. Do you believe on the Lord Jesus? Do you believe he died for you? Do you believe he surrendered his life for you? And it's as simple as that. Remember the jailer in Acts 16, as we go through the book of Acts, he cried out, didn't he, what must I do to be saved? Well, it's a simple belief on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. Repent. Repent and confess our sins. Yes, we have let the Lord down. Yes, Lord, I have done these things. I have ignored you. I, I have never given my life to you. Lord, I want to give my life to you today, here and now. I want to repent of my sins. And the third and simple thing is to receive. That's a bad PowerPoint. There's an E on the end of that. Believe. Repent. Receive. You've got that opportunity again this morning. But the summary is we memorize it. If you want to memorize a text, memorize this because this is it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to him this morning. Here is your opportunity. Here and now, under heaven, given among men. I want to tell you something. If you missed the red arrows yesterday, they're coming back. And at 3.56 this afternoon... They'll be back. But you'll have to be in the right place at the right time, I'm afraid. And if they come like they did yesterday, they come on the, the east side of Winter Hill, not over Orich. They came over Winter Hill, Hill round this way, over Eric's house. Eric missed it because he wasn't there. <laughs> I asked him this morning. And then they came over my house. Then they went towards Aspel. Wigan, Skelmersdale, and the flight path to the Southport Airshore. So if you're any of that corridor this afternoon around about four o'clock, look up. You might just see them. I can't guarantee that because that's the schedule on Google, so you'll have to look at it uh, for yourself. But they were definitely there yesterday. And just like we may have another opportunity to see them, You've got another opportunity this morning just to come to the Lord Jesus, to believe on him, to repent of your sins and to receive him as Lord and Saviour. What a wonderful, wonderful verse that is. Neither is there salvation found in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for dying upon a cross for each and every one of us. And we thank you again for yet another opportunity of being able to come to you. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. And I would urge you this morning, just now in the quietness of this morning hour, 
If you never committed your life to Jesus, never repented of your sins and never come to him, do it now. Now. And feel his love. Feel his presence. Feel his peace. For we ask it in his precious and lovely name. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Paul and the band again for our last song. debate over whether we're having a drummer for the last song or not. <laughs> yeah.